hello and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. Uh, I'm your host, Pat Royce. We are a bi-monthly podcast. You can find us on Twitter at LCS Podcast, and we're also on TikTok at Lie, Cheat, Steal Podcast. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening to this at, and you can also subscribe to our Patreon where you get two more episodes every month, and that's at patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. With that out of the way, I'm here as always with my co-host Kath Barbadoro. Kath, how you doing? Hi, Pat. Um, I'm good. I'm a little tired today. Um, I couldn't sleep last night, and I was on TikTok, and I somehow got sucked into. So apparently, In Sync reunited the other day to like oh. present an award or something, and uh, <laughs> it has caused a resurgence in In Sync appreciation. And uh, <laughs> I got stuck on In Sync TikTok, and I realized. I, I would not have known this about myself until last night when I couldn't sleep. If they reunite for a tour, I'm buying tickets. Like, I'm, <laughs> I was taken in. I was like, this is good. I I liked Hell it when yeah. I was a kid. I thought I'd moved on. It's like, nope, this is still great. This is yeah. still great. <laughs> I bet like JT is back in the price range now, too. That's, you know I think like, that's why there are rumors that it's happening. Because like he, I think he was the holdout for so long. And now he's sort of back. Yeah back down to a level where like (laughs) it's starting to make financial sense um yeah yeah but you know i always jc is the real talent there jc justin timberlake he got he got the rocket strapped to him but like jc is the real brains of the operation he's uh he's my favorite oh word it's Uh, it's time for the jc is jc the is jc the bad boy one with one who had like the dreadlocks and the goggles and shit no no jc is like the he was sort of like the shy sensitive one i feel like okay like he was sort of the second lead like the verses that jt would sing jc would would sing them so and then he had like a a very brief kind of failed solo career uh there there are a lot of conspiracies about him his solo career being intentionally tanked in favor of of jt i learned all of this last night by the way so okay oh yeah i'm seeing i'm seeing this guy yeah jc chase yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. he's good yeah was he the one that did the song where it was he was like uh he he did one solo outing with a a female vocalist i forget but he's like don't you like my tims my baggy jeans my thug appeal is that was that him yes (laughs) yeah that was that was like pre in sync and i think it was one of those things where like they got him and they weren't famous so it was like well he's not gonna be they're not gonna know that he doesn't have tins and baggy jeans and thug appeal no one will know (laughs) and then they got famous and it was like yeah that guy does not have thug appeal that is not yeah yeah Yeah, i I just pulled him up right now and he uh, he's glaring at me i'm fucking terrified of this guy (laughs) i wouldn't want to be caught caught with him in a dark alley yeah, yeah. Um, man, that's why that's, that's what's up. TikTok will do it to you, man. That'll keep you up late. They've got whatever that it's algorithm really science is down. Yeah, it's like they're like the Walter White of fucking algorithms. They figured it out. For real. Uh, the other day, I got home in time to go to bed and get a reasonable eight hours of work before, before asleep before I went to work. And I think it was just like I have like, like a lot less free time these days. And it's one of those things yeah. you just hold on to every minute of free time. And I sat mm-hmm. there scrolling. I didn't get to bed till one thirty. I had to be at I had to be out the door at five thirty. I was like, what oh. the fuck am I doing? Yeah, just yeah. Well, hating like, myself like, as it was happening. It's like I can't remember what it's called, but it's like bedtime rebellion, where it's like. Well, work yeah. gets all my waking hours, so fuck you. I'm going to stay up. This is my time yeah. to stare at my phone for hours. Yeah, yeah you can't take this from me. I yeah. used to I used yeah. to be pretty good about I only let myself 
look at TikTok if I were like on the bus or something. Like I, I made yeah. a rule that I can't I can't look at it when I'm like unless I'm like captive somewhere where I can't do anything else. So like public transportation, I can look at TikTok. Yeah. I think I need to go back to that because yeah, I don't need to be I don't need to be learning about <laughs> JC at, at three o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. I don't need that in my life. So. Yeah, <laughs> I started getting back into watching skate clips because I, I used to skate mm. when I was like, you know, ninth grade. And those skate clips, they got them edited, and like I already like watching people skate anyways. It's like hypnotic, and the way they got them edited, <laughs> it just sucks you in. You're, you're, next thing you know, it's like forty five minutes have gone by, and yeah. you're just watching dudes just hit sick ollies. Um, that and raccoons. I love videos where raccoons are doing are up to stuff. So it's it's all raccoons and skateboards on my feed. One of my favorite things lately. I don't know if you got this, but it was. Um... The, it was like this filter of the penguins from the Madagascar movie doing this dance, and it fit perfectly with a Three Six Mafia song. So everybody's <laughs> oh, yeah. doing this dance with the little penguins. I think it's, I'm trying to figure out which, I think it's like half a sack or something. It was like, yeah, half on a sack. Uh, it fits like oh, perfectly yeah, yeah, with yeah. it. And uh, it's very good. I, I've really, I've really I been that. enjoying that. Yeah, God bless you. <laughs> anyway. I have yeah. a segue, I think. Um, okay, let's see. For my story today. So, speaking of entertainment, the story mm. that we're going to cover today was made into a movie a few years ago. Oh. And uh, okay. it was a very successful movie. And the reason I never thought to cover it for this podcast was because I hated this movie. <laughs> I thought it was really bad. <laughs> and so I, did, I like, never thought start. about it again. I never thought about the yeah. story again after I watched the movie because I hated the movie so much. Um, but I know this is sort of a minority opinion, um, so I won't. If you like it, that's totally acceptable. Most people do. Uh, have you ever seen American Hustle? I have not. Uh, I, okay. I've heard about it, but I've not seen it. So this, this is yeah. all new to me. It's what sort did of American like, Hustle come out the same? It came out the same time as something else that I saw. It was like another like, hey, snappy crime movie kind of deal. And yeah, I, and I, it was like, I can't remember what it was like either. Deep, but there was another one that came out at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, they had like a deep impact in Armageddon kind of thing where it was, oh, it was Wolf of Wall Street. It was Wolf of Wall Street and yeah. fucking uh, American Hustle. And it was like, I, you know, I, there's a rule that you can only see one. So I only saw one. <laughs> well, it's yeah. funny because I think American Hustle kind of is. So it's by David O. Russell, who has made a bunch of movies that, uh, again, a lot of people like. The only one I like is The Fighter. I think that's a great movie. I don't really like his other stuff. Uh, but yeah. I think American I like Hustle Kings. was like. Three Kings was tight. I've heard Three Kings is good. I've never seen it because I don't like the rest of his movies. So. Yeah, check it yeah. Out. Then again, I haven't given it the the adult rewatch yet. I loved it when I was a teenager. It was like it, it was like real slick as shit when I was a teenager. But I haven't given it the, the go back yet. I I've heard it's like holds up. Like usually when yeah. I say I don't really like David O. Russell except The Fighter, they say Have you seen Three Kings? So I'll yeah. Watch it. But <laughs> George Clooney, think, man, for my for my entertainment dollar, the guy knows what he's, I like me some Clooney on the screen, man. He's, he's a damn like movie charming star. guy. He really yeah. <laughs> But it's interesting you you compared to Wolf of Wall Street because I feel like American Hustle was sort of David O. Russell's attempt at doing a Scorsese movie. Like it mm. had that kind of feel to it. But um, yeah, I just didn't like it. So I like haven't thought about it in a long time. <laughs> and then I found this story and I was like, this is such an amazing story. Why haven't I heard about it before? And then I found out it was American Hustle. And I was like, oh, well, that's, that's uh. why. <laughs> so I haven't thought about it. So um, oh, yeah. if anybody's seen that movie recently or, or knows about that movie, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about something called Ab Scam today. Have you ever heard of Ab Scam? 
Yes, I I just got I just started listening to a podcast about this dude. Uh, that, that's so crazy. The, the, the dots are connecting. Yeah, I listened to the abs uh, podcast about Ab Scam like like a week and a half ago. Oh and shit! So, okay. Yeah, yeah. That guy so seems you'll, cool you'll as be able shit. To, you'll be able to help me tell this story then, probably because I, I read some articles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the what's the podcast called? If people want to go more in depth, about uh, it's Amer- it's American Scandal. I listen. It's, it's American Scandal. It's okay. uh, it's on Wondery, and they, they mm-hmm. do. We, I've pulled a few. I've pulled a few topics off American Scandals. They got some good shit, and uh, yeah, it's just this dude. His name's Lindsey Graham is the host, and, uh, and he's not not that one, but he yeah, is like a podcast sucks. voice actor. Extra- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he like started, I started hearing his podcast. He'd always be like, "Hi, I'm Lindsey Graham." You go, "No, not that one." But he does every <laughs> character in every reenactment, and like that dude's voice acting is incredible because he'll just like if he's in a female character, he'll just like put a slight in- into incantation. You're like, "Oh, it sounds like no, oh, no." He's he's very good, and people think people who like him love him, and I love that guy. So. American Scandal, oh, hosted yeah. by Lindsey Graham. Check it out. Uh, well, yeah. So we're gonna do we're gonna do our version of it today. Put our put our spin on this story. I had like, I'm sure I'd heard of this, but I just like never I never had like learned about what it actually was, and uh, it's pretty wild. So um, Ab Scam. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here. So the two articles I sort of took the most information from where NJ.com um, wrote a piece called Jersey Hustle, the real-life story of Abscam. Uh, that was by Ted Sherman. And then the other one is by Jimmy So at the Daily Beast uh, called The Real Story and Lesson of the Abscam Sting in American Hustle. So, like, a bunch of stuff came out about this around when that movie came out. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so Abscam uh, is the name for uh, an FBI corruption investigation that uh, – played out in the late 1970s and early 1980s uh, that caused uh, they they got 19 convictions, many of them politicians. So um, uh, seven members of Congress, six House of Representatives, one senator, uh, a New Jersey state legislator, three Philadelphia councilmen, um, and a whole bunch of accessories to that as well uh, got caught up in this. And it's a really interesting story because I feel like there's some ambivalence here that is interesting. Um, I don't know how much ambivalence I feel, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. It's a, it's a very interesting yeah. story. So um, as Pat said, the guy at the center of this is a real, he's a real character, yeah, this guy. A man after my own heart. Like I just, I love a, I love a good crook. I, lo- I, love, I love a good nonviolent crook. You know what I'm saying? Somebody right. that's just like, a, you know, a scammer. That's why we do this podcast. I just, there's something <laughs> about that that personality type. I've always thought it was cool since I was a kid. And my parents noticed it. And they were like, these people aren't cool. And I was like, they're kind of cool, though. <laughs> like, like, you're, cool. you're also not, you're not helping it by saying they're not cool. Because that just makes them cooler. So I don't know if you guys want to <laughs> backpedal on that. But yeah, always love this type of guy. Yeah, so um, this guy, his name is Mel Weinberg. Melvin uh, is his legal name. He So in the movie American Hustle, um, the character based on him is named Irvin Rose, or Irving Rosenfeld. Man, really had trouble <laughs> saying like, that. Let's make, let's make Mel Weinberg more Jewish. He's like, we'll call him Irving, Irving Rosenfeld. Rosenfeld, <laughs> um, who is played in the movie by Christian Bale. So if you're watching it, that's, uh, that's who this is about. So this guy, he he grew up in the Bronx and was sort of a, a hustler, you know? Um, yeah. He, one of his early jobs was uh, he was uh, bribed by a union official to smash uh, glass windows at places that had used non-union glaziers 
for the windows. Fuck yeah. So like <laughs> shit like that, just like old school union uh, corruption shit. So yeah. that's like kind of how he got his start. <laughs> so you know the 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 classic path for someone on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he starts out <laughs> doing that, and then he starts sort of your classic scam. For like investment firm that like we talk about all the time. So basically, he had this yeah. firm called London Investors that you know he'd uh, he'd take your money and say you know promise infinite returns for your for your deposit, and then of course would just not pay people back or do you know like a little <laughs> bit of Ponzi scheming and then and then that's that. Yeah. So he was pretty good at this. Um, one of his notable victims was Wayne Newton. Which is wild. Oh, uh, <laughs> is, yeah. wait, is that uh, it's not unusual? Is that, is that his? Is that his line? No, it's that's, one of those old crooners and shit. That's not him, but he's like one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. a Vegas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't remember what his wait. Song Johnny was. Bravo's mom. The the ongoing joke in the cartoon Johnny Bravo was that his mom loved Wayne Newton. And he'd always try to be like getting her, getting her Wayne Newton tickets. Or like, I can get those for Mama. You know, <laughs> that was a, a big deal. What a hilarious rapist that guy was, <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Oh, he was just, oh my God, yeah, just like I don't know how they walked that line, but they really did. They really did a great job yeah. of making like a very charming, cute children's cartoon about a full-on creep, just yeah, yeah, total yeah. predator. <laughs> It's like, it's okay because like, he's not successful at it, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it never works. Yeah, it never works out. He's, and also, like, his character, like, just given the way he was drawn, functionally attractive. Looked like an attractive male in that uh-huh. series. <laughs> like, yeah, and I, I don't know why it never worked out for him. Might have been the overly aggressive social antics. People could yeah. tell he was a creep. That's why. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're a creep, you're a doesn't creep. Work. Yeah, it doesn't work out for you guys. I don't care how, how handsome you are, all right? Give it a break. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so he got Wayne Newton. Apparently he only got Wayne Newton for 850 bucks, so not too bad. But <laughs> he did ensnare uh, a famous a famous guy. And there's a rumor, too, that his um, wife almost left him for Wayne Newton. So I guess Wayne Newton was, like, around. I guess that's what's oh, yeah. going yeah, on This here. dude just had access to Wayne Newton. Like, And more yes. importantly, Wayne Newton had access to him. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So according to Weinberg, like some of the people were so taken in by him that they got ripped off by him twice. Like they didn't learn the first time and he got them again, <laughs> which rocks. Beautiful. Yeah, so, that's definitely the kind of people we do episodes about. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, he, uh, he he was married once. He got divorced. Then he marries this woman named Evelyn Knight, who uh, was like this very classy British lady who um, he always introduced to people as Lady Evelyn. And they all just sort of assumed that she had some kind of title because she was this like classy British yeah. lady. Um, but she was just some lady. Like it, it's one of those like power of suggestion things. It's like, well, I never outright said it. So it's yeah, fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like um, the guy they get. They, there's a British dude that does the voices for like these collectible channel things. And it like it sounds very distinguished, but he sounds like like fucking coins with trump's face on him and i'm just like i bet that dude he sounds great but i say this is a regular guy and people hear his voice like no this must be legit man right (laughs) exactly yeah this guy guy knows what he's talking about because he's british (laughs) yeah yeah all americans are guilty of that to a degree i think we've talked about this on the podcast before but maybe not about how like there are two types of british accents and one is like the smart like it tricks you into thinking they're like a genius and the other yeah. one is like the dumbest person you've ever heard in your life. Like <laughs> yeah. those are the two 
British accents. Where it's just like, this person for sure can't read. Or this person went to Oxford. Like, there's no... Yeah, yeah. No between. I know they're both... They're both unfair stereotypes. Like I know, yeah. I get it, but that's to American ears. That's what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But Lady Evelyn was one of the one of the former kind. She she sounded very very fancy and classy, and he called her Lady Evelyn. So everyone just assumed that she you know was some high society lady. In uh, in American Hustle, her character is played by Amy Adams, and the twist in American Hustle is that she's not actually British. Um, this woman Ooh. was actually British. That, that okay. Um, so she wasn't actually all that involved in uh, Weinberg's like schemes. Um, it's debatable whether she knew that he was like generally a con artist. Um, yeah. But at some point, um, one of Weinberg's victims went to the police and said like, yeah, and he has this wife, Lady Evelyn or whatever. So they they like subpoena her and uh, in basically to like help her out, he starts working with the FBI to like try to get her out yeah. of trouble. He also is facing a grand jury. So like it helps him too, but that sort of pushes him over the edge of like, okay, I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna do this. Before that, he had been a low-level FBI informant, but this case, he was like, okay, I have to, like, really give them stuff uh, to, yeah, get, to yeah. get out of trouble. That's so, so crazy how so many organized crime figures, like, like especially like, famous ones that you hear about, like, like strategically were informants, you know what I'm saying, to the point mm-hmm. where, like, they're like, oh, I'm not giving up my guys, but I'll give up my fucking enemies for sure. Like, like that's just, right. that's a very, uh, it's, it's a very, uh, um, uh, worthwhile tactic if you're in the world of organized crime is to be like, yeah, I'll inform on the fucking uh, competition. Not a problem at all. Like, right. It, uh, they bas- it basically makes the FBI just another player in organized crime, like violence. Yeah. Is Cause like they will, yeah, right? you know, like they'll take somebody out or they'll, uh, they'll get information, arrest somebody. Then there's a big gang war to like figure out who the next guy is, like all that kind of stuff. Cause they have all these people yeah. on retainer. Cause like all of them were talking to the FBI. Just not about their own <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's like what this guy did. Um, he uh, he started working with them more extensively. Initially, um, he was working with them on pretty low-level stuff. He had like this... Uh, he was involved in this operation that had like a $32,000 budget. It was supposed to be for a couple months. Um, but then he helped the FBI find some really valuable paintings. I guess he somehow knew like where these these paintings were located um and the company that insured the paintings gave him a reward a ten thousand dollar reward and i guess they let him keep it because he was like yeah okay now uh like i can make some real money with this fbi stuff like if i really help them i can get paid i can i can make this a job yeah so he keeps working for the FBI, and when he realizes he can make all this money, he starts thinking up bigger and bigger cases uh, for them. And most of the like accounts of this guy are like, yeah, he had FBI handlers, but like he was in charge. Like they were not handling him. He yeah. was like just doing kind of whatever <laughs> he wanted. Is that what the American that was the vibe like I said? Uh, yeah, that's the vibe I got was he was just like, he really ran the show. Like, I think it's kind of funny, like how people who are in charge of fighting crime, 
like don't have any connection to like a criminal mindset. And like, there's mm-hmm. the stories like that where like, it, it really shines through. Like they were like, you know, he, they, one time they were prepping him to go talk to somebody and the, and the way they were telling him to approach the, the situation, he was like, I don't need to do any of that stuff. This guy's crooked. They're like, no, he's not crooked. He's just, he's a, he's a politician. He's like, look, if he's a crook, he's a crook. He's going to take the money. Like, you don't know how crooks think. And yeah. they went there and just didn't do any of their dog and pony show. Just basically off top was like, yo, you want to do this? And the guy's like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Like, and the cops yeah. thought it was going to take like four. 45 minutes of like coaxing him into it. The guy's like, no, this is, this dude's a criminal. I'm a criminal. We'll be good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're covered. I know if we offer this guy money, he will take the money. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this guy really was like, he was in charge. He was coming up with everything. They could like sort of barely control him. Um, so he's coming up with these bigger and bigger scams and he finally hits on the idea that would become ab scam. So, uh, Basically, Weinberg would represent himself as the agent of a classic scam figure that we see so much in our podcast, uh, Sheikh from the United Arab Emirates. One of the, (laughs) if any fucking like royalty from the Saudi peninsula is approaching you about a business arrangement, (laughs) you, that's a scam. That is a scam. Yeah, no, yeah, they do not give it. They they don't need to talk to you. There's nothing (laughs) in their business plan that you're going to be a a central part of. Yeah, at all. And it is funny, just like how we like associate. That's just like a a go-to like caricature of wealth. It's like this guy's a fucking Saudi prince, man. Yeah, and if you're desperate enough or crooked enough or just love money enough, you you'll you can let yourself get blinded by that. So, guys, if you are approached by a Saudi prince, (laughs) it's probably not a Saudi prince. That's just statistically, unless you yourself are a billionaire. Well, that's I mean, and we I feel like we've touched on a lot in like all of the ones about about Saudi princes and and Emirati sheiks and stuff, and then also in the story you did about um, uh, Akeblay Miyaza, like that guy yeah. too, just like the way that sort of preconceived notions about uh, non-Americans and non-white people allow white people to get scammed by these people who are just sort of playing into <laughs> yeah, yeah. these sort of romanticized notions yeah. of, of other countries, whether it's like sort of over overplaying the... Uh, you know, like developing nation status of uh, countries in Africa or overplaying the like wealth of these oil countries. Yeah. Although I will say some good context for this is like um, this was all happening in the late seventies when oil prices were like crazy because of OPEC oil embargoes. So like this was, this was like the time in the seventies where they, rationed when you could get gas it was like if your license plate ends in these numbers you can go get gas today like that's how in demand oil (laughs) was so this is a time when like that part of the world is really you know amassing wealth at like a really high rate yeah but everybody all these americans are just like well fuck it it cost me a million dollars to fill up my tank so of course this guy's rich you know yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that guy's got my sixty bucks. I know he has it. Uh, well, also, like, we whenever like another ripe time for scam is financial instability, like economic instability. Yeah. That's yeah. like that. That's another. I guess, and even even in boom times, there's there's opportunities for scamming. I guess it's all about how you play it. It's like, hey, things are really bad right now. Here's your lifeline. Or yeah. things are going great right now. Join join the fucking join the, the the rocket ride to the top with us. Come on in, baby. Like it's like if you're right. a good con man, you can take whatever the 
the day the, the the tenor of the day is and be like, hey, this is uh you know this is where we're at now. Like, yeah, you can play upon that. And I'm sure that guy was really good at it. Right, and that um, the Daily Beast article also made note of the fact that like that might be part of why his in- investment scheme was working because this was like the stagflation era where interest rates were really high. So like uh, when interest rates are high, it like hurts people with debt. It helps people with investments. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Uh, th- th- like targeting people to make these fraudulent investments like worked really well. So um, anyway, I love that there's uh, just a room somewhere in Washington where a guy d- d- makes up a number that is the interest rate. He's like, "Yeah, it's at three, not three point one. We'll do it. We'll call it three point one." And then there's just like global economic reverberations for the next decade. Like it's it's so yeah, cool. Man. I love that. The economy is fake. It's pretty great. Um, so yeah, uh, this he represented himself not as the sheik, but as a representative of the sheik. Obviously, Mel Weinberg is not. Uh, necessarily going to be good at playing a, an emirati uh sheik yeah. but hello i'm uh, arab you know <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 some of those uh, guys had like brown face and shit so some of the agents if i'm not mistaken yeah we'll the talk about that a little sheik, bit yeah yeah oh, okay. <laughs> so um so he starts with just like your average white collar crooks running this scheme on him where he he basically says that he's representing this emirati sheik and uh, there are, like, a couple reasons uh, that he gives for, like, why the sheik um, wants to invest. So he uses the name Kambir Abdul Rahman. Um, and he says this guy, he wants to um, loan out his money at interest. Again, because interest rates are really high. Um, but that is against Islamic law. You're not allowed to do that. It's, it's usury. Um, so he's like yeah. basically looking for a fence to help him do this because it's it's sort of against uh, it'd be a big scandal yeah. if they found out he was doing it. So that I, was one thing. I he love did. he's fencing fencing for Allah. It's just like it's like yeah. I'm trying to cheat God on this one. I got to go through an intermediary. <laughs> like yeah. like God's gonna be looking through the records. Like oh no, it looks good. Like he's gonna just fool <laughs> God somehow. That's great. I love that. Um, so that was one. And then he also would just say like, he wants to buy art or he wants to finance porn. That was a big one. He said he wanted to like get into the (laughs) porn industry. Um, so again, like adding to this, this picture of this guy's like, I'm the representative of a crook, just like you, the person I'm talking to. Yeah. This is a crooked guy. This guy wants to cheat a law. Like he's unscrupulous, (laughs) you know, he wants to invest in porno. Yeah. So, um, I just investing in porno is such a great concept. Like, <laughs> I want to invest in porn. Oh, I love that. Um, I mean, it's good money. Apparently, there are a lot of. I probably not so much anymore, but apparently, there was a lot of organized yeah. crime in uh, the the beginning of the the porn industry, financing all that stuff. Yeah, like yeah, a lot of like drugs, uh, drug dealers and stuff, laundered money through there, and just like mob control. Because it used to be illegal. Yeah. It was illegal to make the shit. Yeah. Right. I mean, and it's it's and it's only like a half step away from vice, you know, gambling and, yeah. and all these other things that that organized crime is involved in. So um, <laughs> anyway, uh, as you said, uh, there were occasions when uh, Sheikh Kambir Abdul Rahman had to appear uh, in front of these these marks in this scam. And uh, they were portrayed by a couple different FBI agents. Um, it is unclear the extent to which brownface was used but it was certainly very possible um 
American Hustle yeah. obviously really makes hay out of this. Like they have like you know an Irish guy who can't speak Arabic doing it, like that kind of shit. <laughs> Man, what's fucked up um, is like you, like the idea of like what somebody is like. Hey, you got to pretend to be Arab. Like what behaviors they were just busting out. You know? Yeah, like, man. I'm sure these these weren't the most nuanced performances. You know? <laughs> yeah. Again, playing on people's sort of racism that you could get. A, it's like it's like Borat basically. It's like. Yeah, if, if yeah. you're ignorant enough, Borat <laughs> seems like a real guy, you know? Like, yeah. like I don't know anything about Kazakhstan. I guess this is what they're like, you yeah. know? <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, the the sheik would would sometimes make an appearance, um, and at first, as I said, they went after um, like white collar, just white collar criminals, like people they expected uh, expected to be corrupt, sort of business people and things like that. So. Um, the scheme really got bigger when uh, Weinberg went after this guy, uh, William Rosenberg, who said that he would make $7 million in commissions if he could help the Sheik make a profitable $100 million investment in Atlantic City, which at the time was they were trying to make it like the Vegas of the East, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think it worked. It's pretty depressing down there. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Atlantic City like like just has like it's – like a go-to if somebody's like a, sc- a, sl- a scumbag, you're just like, hey, I'm going to be in Atlantic City. This way. It just feels like such a sleazy place. If you're from there, sorry, I'm sure it's beautiful. But I've heard it's, <laughs> like, I've heard it's like really fun, but it's like a it's like a gross kind of fun. It's like Jersey Shore fun, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah, it's, yeah, it's, you go there yeah, to it's, it's be a little sleazy. <laughs> yeah. So, again, like f- representing all this, this crooked stuff, he's like, you know, Atlantic City. We're going to invest in Atlantic City. Um, the problem was that the Sheik needed a guarantee that the hotel casino that he was helping to build would get a gambling license. Very coveted, you know, thing to to, to get. And yeah. Rosenberg just immediately comes out and says, as you said, like, if you're a crook, you're a crook. So r- they're talking about this and Rosenberg just immediately is like, oh, I know the mayor of Camden. So don't worry about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you'll jump the line. I know the mayor of Camden. So, yeah. The mayor of Camden is the first politician who gets involved with this stuff. His name is Angelo Arichetti. And uh, in American Hustle, he is named Carmine Polito, and he's played by Jeremy Renner. So that's, like, who's based uh, – th- he's based on this mayor. So Arichetti was known as being sort of like a like a foul-mouthed, uh, you, you know, big talker, tough guy type, type of man. Yeah. Uh, which I guess he probably would have to be to be mayor of Camden in the 70s. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they weren't elected punks. You know, like, um, yeah, you had to. Yeah. Uh, so Eric Hedy, uh, Rosenberg, this 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 white collar businessman criminal, brings Eric Hedy to Weinberg like right away. Like it's there's not like any secretiveness about the fact that this guy is corrupt. Yeah. Just like they get a meeting right away. Eric Hetty says, I'll give you Atlantic City. Without me, you do nothing. Uh, he wanted $400,000 in bribes. So, again, just kind of coming right out with it. Like, I'm in charge of shit. Yeah. <laughs> give me the money. I'll, I'll grease the yeah. palms. I'll make it happen, you know? Um, and according to Weinberg, this guy was like, he was thinking up more criminal activity for them. Like, they didn't need to yeah, present yeah. him with more ideas. <laughs> he was presenting them with ideas for like shit. Like he was like, Hell yo, yeah. do you, do you need to smuggle drugs through our port? I can get you our port. Like, are you into counterfeit <laughs> you money? Just, he was like raring to go, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, boy, I've been waiting to meet some other criminals. Let's do this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just really, really feeling it. So he, like, <laughs> Eric Hetty, just in his crime hospitality, ends up getting all these other people implicated in this scam. Because Eric Hetty's like, what's up, dudes? Like, yeah. you need congressman? I got congressman. You need a senator? I got yeah. a senator. You need councilman? I got councilman. So th- at this point, Abscam becomes a political sting. So... What they do now that they have all these politicians sort of in their in their web, they say, OK, well, now the sheik wants American citizenship. That's what he's looking for. And all of these corrupt politicians go to work getting this guy American citizenship, which like we all kind of knew that that's often how this stuff goes. Like if you're a yeah. high power businessman who's going to generate money for the American economy, you're going to get your, uh, you know, your immigration stuff yeah. through. Didn't they like? Didn't they put do uh, facilitate that by pushing forward laws? Like they actually, it wasn't just like, a, "Hey, I'll move some paperwork around." They literally had to like propose bills to amend the process by which citizenship is granted to make it more favorable or easy for this person. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but it wasn't like just like, "Oh, I'll call a guy." It was like, "Oh no, we actually got to get some people to put forward a bill that's going to uh, propose amendments to the, the to the citizenship process for this fake chic." Yeah, 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 for the fake Sheik or his associates or whatever, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. I, I guess it was like... Oh, yeah, so, yeah that's what I, I was under the the impression that, like, yeah, basically it wasn't just so much of, like, having to make a phone call or get push these guys through. It was that there would need to be, like, top-down reform of legislation in the past. Damn, and they were going to do it. They were going to pass it they were, yeah, they were gonna, for this yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, wow. just to, like, yeah, like completely the- upend the immigration process. Yeah, that's not in the uh, in the Daily Beast story I read, but it, it definitely wouldn't surprise me. Um, but they were like definitely trying to arrange this guy to get citizenship, which is like a pretty pretty heavy like non financial crime. Um, yeah. Speaking of finances, another thing to note about this is that Weinberg was paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars by the FBI for doing this work. So like he was basically an employee at that point. He was not. Yeah, um, he is a company man. Exactly. So, and again, like that was his sort of motivation for doing this was like, he figured out he could make some money. Um, and he also really enjoyed fucking over these politicians who he called quote, a bunch of perverts, drunks, and crooks, which can't argue with that. man. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I only like two of those things. Okay. <laughs> I only like, I only like a drunk and a crook. You can take your perverted ass somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I like, it depends on the type of pervert. Some perverts are some perverts are yeah, uh, very true. You know, <laughs> harmless. We did a vanilla Presley. But, we, yeah, we did a vanilla Presley set the other day, and I, we were asking for uh, topics of which to freestyle. And you know, you hear a lot of the same stuff, and I know where somebody from way in the back just goes, "The pedophilic elite." <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> that rocks. I was like, That's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, we had a good time with that one too. It was cool. Did you did you freestyle about the pedophilic elite? Yeah, because we so we have a rule that we do where it's like we always say no food, no animals, and no Elon Musk because those things get shouted mm. out all the time. And yeah. then so we say that, and then somebody's yelled, the pedophilic elite. I said, hey, we weren't doing Elon Musk. That gets a yeah, big yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah, nice. And, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was like we had some other stuff that tied in about like. Quitting Monopoly. Somebody somebody suggested rage quitting Monopoly, and it was like I we just like mm-hmm. kind of tied into like corporate big banker stuff, pedophilic elite nice. game board. It was it was fun. <laughs> we had a good time. It was at Roscoe's. Yeah, <laughs> that is a wild shout out though. Good for that. Yeah, psycho yeah. I had never. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, this is where we start kind of talking about the um, the ambivalence of this whole kind of case, right? So like uh, they they work their way up to uh, you know these these senators and these in these Congress people and stuff, and uh, the the stat that I've seen repeated a bunch, but that I couldn't find any um, real backing for is that. Of the politicians that they offered these bribes to, 25% of those people took the bribe and were corrupt. Which, like, that's pretty staggering, but it's also, like, I don't, A, I don't know if it's true, and B, it's not like yeah. they pulled all of Congress and 25% of them were corrupt. It was, like, these people who were already in the network of all of these corrupt people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 25% of them took it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, but I don't know. That's, that just gets bandied about a lot, that 25%. Um, but the tricky thing about this is like, Congress is obviously pissed. Congress is very upset. Cause like all of this stuff happens, they entrap all of these people. And that's kind of the basis of the argument is that this was entrapment. But in the end, they, as I said, uh, Senator Harrison Williams of New Jersey, uh, Congress people John Jenrette of South Carolina, Raymond Letterer and Michael Ozzie Myers of Pennsylvania, Frank Thompson of New Jersey, John Murphy of New York, and Richard Kelly of Florida uh, were all convicted of bribery and conspiracy in 1981. Um, they also got uh, some state Congress people. Um, there were a few people that uh, were close to being indicted but never actually took the suitcase of money and therefore avoided jail. So pretty cool. <laughs> I, um, I love a good conversation when there's like an envelope of money on the table and the person's just like, all right, well, there's a, I'm going to leave this right here. Like, oh, okay. Right. I may, may or may not take it. Yeah. It's like, if you can play that standoff the right way, you can actually dodge some fucking trouble. <laughs> like, if you're like, yeah, I don't know what not, envelope you're referring to, actually. <laughs> I, they must have forgotten their suitcase here. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. <to> yeah. It, <laughs> so. What's like the old thing about um, you? So, like, it's like, it was a, I think it was like a, I was on that movie, The Wash, uh, which is like a real shitty hip hop comedy from the early 2000s. And uh, Tommy Chong has a fucking cameo in it as a weed dealer, but he has a whole bunch of weed and a bong. He's like, I'm not selling the weed. The weed is free. I'm selling this unused bong. <laughs> it's like, that's what you're buying. He's like, the weed is just that free. Was, uh, <laughs> before before it went like full decriminalized in New York, and now it's pretty pretty much just open to sell, That was for a while that was a thing where it was like, Oh, this is an art gallery, and if you buy a painting, we will give you this much weed. Like, oh, if you buy this painting, shit. you'll get this much weed. So, like that, yeah, that was a thing for a while. They were doing it with NFTs for a while too, where it was like, um, basically, because like the the commerce part of it was illegal, but the yeah. possession of it was not being prosecuted. So, like, that's kind of how they did it for a while. It was very silly. Yeah. and now it's just like how many paintings now... can you have <laughs> like, it's like just, yeah just got a fucking couch full paintings. of fucking paintings stacked up <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um so a bunch of these a bunch of these politicians got uh convicted you know uh tried and convicted some of them went to jail um it got 19 convictions but congress is obviously really pissed about this because like this makes them look really fucking bad and yeah. uh, they argued, and, and uh, honestly, a lot of people argued that this was entrapment. Um, at first, the public was, like, totally behind this and was like, yeah, get these fucking corrupt people out. 
And then when it came out that this was masterminded by another criminal, the the sort of public opinion started to turn a little bit Um, that uh, maybe this was not maybe this was not as cool as uh, they thought. So, um, yeah, yeah, uh, Congress was really pissed about this. I was, I was like Eric Hedy, he was so eager to do crimes. I was like, yeah, you could you could say entrapment was the basis, but he was like, it was like as soon as the as soon as the the the, the drink started pouring, as as he was just like, oh yeah, 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 let's let's go, you know, like he felt right. like he was jumping all over. Let's do more crimes. I love doing crime, guys. Come on, let's go. And it's like well, that was eagerness totally. on his part. And this is and this is kind of why I I ambivalent about it because on the one hand, I do not want to give law enforcement the. Uh, constitutionally protected ability to entrap people i think that is bad i think that like i do not want police to have any more power than they have to put people in jail like i really believe that but on the other hand i also believe that um if you're going to be an elected representative in this country uh if someone offers to bribe you you should say no and like if you're not saying no (laughs) you should get in trouble you know like yeah so yeah yeah it's like a little tricky because I'm like I think politicians should be held to different standards than regular civilians, but also <laughs> yeah. cops are shitty. So like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's like a little. You know it's, what? It's a little tricky. It it is weird, and you know whatever whatever precedent they they establish in those investigations can be can trickle down to just normal ass people, and so you don't want exactly. That. You know, well, man, it's a- co- Congress. It's not like Congress had our best interest in heart because basically what they did. Uh, because they were so mad about this, is they basically just made it a lot harder to do undercover investigations of politicians. Like, that's all they did. So, <laughs> I'm glad they protected like the they real were... victims and all this. Ex- exactly. Like, they, yeah, basically yeah. Made it, they basically made it impossible for the FBI to ever do something like this again. So, like, there is yeah. basically no way that um, the FBI can, can uh, conduct a political sting operation. Um, they're just, like, not allowed now. So, you know, I, I don't think necessarily that the Congress people were actually um, upset with, uh, you know, the police overreach. I think they were just mad because it made them look bad. Um, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Man, speaking about just a congressional uh, congressional behavior fiasco of this weekend, Lauren Boebert <laughs> jacking oh off her dude and vaping yeah. in the theater. <laughs> This this episode isn't gonna come out for like a week, so yeah. who knows what's gonna what's gonna happen with that? Yeah, who, yeah, yeah who else? Uh, <laughs> politicians are so fucking stupid. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that so, was when that, that other other detail emerged. Like she did what? That was insane. Sorry, I just, <laughs> I just, just that part of it blew my mind. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> At the Beetlejuice musical, like what yeah, the fuck, yeah. man? <laughs> Beetlejuice musical yeah. already an insane date idea. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra insane to be. <laughs> Shout out to that there. dude though. He's like, hey man, I got I got jacked off by the governor at Beetlejuice, dog, <laughs> like or <laughs> senator, whatever the hell. <laughs> like, hey, look, keep it, it on the low, like, but I got I got jacked off at Beetlejuice by the person who runs our state. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't tell I nobody, mean, but that happened. <laughs> that totally happened to me. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, the Congress people, like, not only did they make the attorney general pass new laws about undercover operations, they also just, like, were totally obstinate through all of the uh, criminal proceedings. So, like, they had hearings on the FBI's conduct and they would, like, deny and delay appointments with the FBI just because they were like, fuck you guys. 
We're not helping yeah. you. You made us look bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like everybody was super petty about it and took it really fucking personally. And uh, but but those people did go to jail. So yeah. they're never going to be able to do something like this again. Um, but we have this really crazy story and uh, a criminal got one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and uh, people still debate about whether this was uh, justified or not. So. Yeah, that's uh, damn. That's pretty much it. Yeah, this was uh, uh, worth it uh, from the from the Mel Weinberg standpoint. Totally worth it. Like Absolutely. He got, I know yeah. he got like no downside. Yeah, he got all his his previous charges dropped. He walked away with a whole bunch yep. of money. Good for him. Uh, yeah, obviously all the the politicians uh, not worth it for them. Uh, this this also cropped up. We talk about movies that this appears in. This appears tangentially in Donnie Brasco. Uh, I don't see Donnie oh, Brasco yeah. where he like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they had to they get the, had to get the boat so they get the left. It's called the left hand, and it's like like just like Lefty's name, but that's actually the name of the boat they used in the ab scam thing. And it's like you know, be like, remember when those uh, FBI agents dressed up as Arabs and conned all those congressmen? <laughs> this is a yeah, great line. Uh, I love Donnie that movie. Anyways, great. but yeah, that movie's yeah, so good. Rules. <laughs> but uh, man, well, yeah, so I just say worth it, totally worth it for for Mel Weinberg. Uh, it does suck that like. Yeah, you, you like you don't want to. It, it's a double edged sword. You don't want to see the overreach of U.S. government like get any stronger than it already is. But also, like, yeah, man, like you you, you know every motherfucker. I don't say every motherfucker, but to me, like so many of those people are just corrupt pieces of shit that will use their power to sell anybody down the river they want to to get an envelope full of cash. And uh, you want to see them taken down a peg or two, but then you got to think of the consequences of giving that absolute power to the FBI and be like, well, fuck, that could come back on us too. So it's it's tricky. I just feel like if you're if you're in a position of power like a congressman or a senator or something the it's almost like odd it's almost not entrapment because it's like the the very like definition of taking that position is that people are going to try to grease your palm because you're powerful. So it's like yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're you're y- yeah. the, you're sort of de facto going to be faced with the decision of whether or not to take money to uh you know do favors for people. So if one of the people asking you for favors is the FBI, is it really all that different? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know how I feel about it. I really don't. Um, but it's a cool story. And, uh, yeah, definitely and cool it story. involved, Oh, another, another piece of information that I forgot to say that I think is very funny and very dark is, um, so ab scam, it initially stood for Arab scam. And then when this all came out, the like, Arab American like Justice League or something was like, hey, you can't fucking call it that. And so then they were like, no, 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 it stands for Abdul scam because that was the yeah, name yeah. of the guy. <laughs> and if you go if you go on the FBI's website, there's like a very scrubbed clean version of this story that that says it was called Abdul scam, and it's like, no, it wasn't. We know it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. People were like, that's so fucking racist. You can't call it that. Uh, very funny. Just a very funny detail. Um, yeah. Also, how they get how they get to Ab scam out of Arab, it means they were initially pronouncing it Arab scam, which is just Absolutely. like uh, whereas, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, if, the, if it was just Arab, if it was just Arab, they would be Ib scam, and that is not what right. they were calling it. That was nope. Arab scam. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh damn! So, yeah. What a cool little little slice of American history, man. I like. Right. I swear the seventies, the seventies, like late seventies, just seems again like such a interesting time, and like these like, larger than life characters, and there was this. I don't know. I feel like you were still able to get away with shit like this. So yeah. I love hearing stuff from back then. 
Yeah. Again, before Google, man, before you could just Google, hey, what does the fucking prince of Saudi Arabia look like? And it's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it doesn't look like like Dylan McDermott with brown face? Oh, okay. I thought that's what he looked like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, Kat, thank you so much for telling that story. Maybe I have to watch American Hustle again. I don't know, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I just hated that movie. It's that movie is like ninety percent wigs. It's just people. It's a wig parade. It's just famous actors wearing crazy wigs. It's I really did Hell not yeah. enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Someone should remake this story and and make a better movie, in my opinion. There you go. There you go, guys. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, check out. I would say yeah. Check out the the American Scandal podcast. It's really good. Uh, they have some cool stuff about this one. Also. Totally unrelated. Watch Donnie Brasco. <laughs> Just if, you know, if you're not Check out it there, out. it's, it's a, great. Yeah, if you like, it's uh, a great movie. If you if you like the Sopranos, uh, the, there's no Sopranos without Donnie Brasco. Like you gotta. Yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah, yeah. It's excellent. They should. And yeah, it shows like like the, the the reality of what it means to be in the mob your entire life. Like it's not it's right. not pretty. If you're not climbing it's like the ladder, very depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, shit, yeah. guys. Thanks, thanks for, for everybody, in, man. And thanks for yeah, thanks for telling us that story, Kath. Uh, again, guys, if you guys like what you hear, we have two more episodes every month on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. Uh, what was our what was our last episode about? We've we've thrown that, that out there. Um, um that's a good question. Oh, uh, Park West, I believe, was our last. Oh yeah, yeah. About Park West, the uh the art gallery that exists on cruise ships and sells wildly inflated uh fake prints to people who are drunk off free wine and uh <laughs> crab appetizers and stuff. But yeah, we, we do we cover a lot of cool stuff in there. You get access to the Discord chat, which is always a fun place. Um let's see, yeah, we you can find us. We're on TikTok at uh Lie Cheat and Steal. And or, I'm sorry, it's patreon.com slash lie cheat and steal, and you can find us on Twitter. Twitter, it's at LCS Podcast, and we are also on TikTok, and that is at Lie Cheat Steal Podcast. So please come find us out there. I'm on Instagram at PZTX, P E E Z Y T X. And Kath, what do you got for us? Um, I have another podcast called What a Time to Be Alive. It comes out every week, uh, it's about dumb news stories. And I do stand up around New York City. If you uh, would like to see me, you should follow me at Kath Barbadoro on uh, all social media. And uh, come see a show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I hope everybody's fall is getting off to a great start. So uh, have fun out there. Be safe. Be smart. But above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time.